Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hi, and welcome back. Last week, some of you might have seen that I posted on social media, I'm not sure exactly which day, um, that the Apple podcast has started to kind of suck. And hopefully, for those of you who shared the sentiment, I know a couple of you did, I hope you've gotten it sorted out. I couldn't handle it. It was just not working for me organizationally, and I like my podcast to be organized, So you know what I did? Drum roll, please. I moved to Stitcher to listen to podcasts. I just couldn't get into the way that Apple changed the app. And trust me, I'm like soul connected to Mac technology. So it's not that I'm just not grasping it. I just really did not like how they organized it. So the thing about Stitcher And I really love the app. I think it's extremely well organized, but I can't find the spot to write reviews and therefore I can't find where I would ask you to write me a review. Maybe there is none. Somebody help. Someone send me help, SOS, so that I can explain to other people how to do it and we can keep the review party happening. But if you stuck with the Apple app, you can still write reviews. Um, In other news and noteworthy things, did you know that Spotify now has a Clubhouse-like app called Green Room? It's crazy, and it's strikingly similar to Clubhouse, but it also has a chat feature, and like people can like send GIFs and emojis and stuff. Um, I don't think I really have that much time to spend on those apps anymore, and when I say I don't have that much time, it's that I'm choosing not to spend my time in that way. Um, ironically, there is a little piece of that that I'm going to be talking about today because I was noticing that I was falling into this trap of constantly saying that I didn't have enough time. Um, so I want to share with you today what the month of June, what this month of reset has looked like for me. That was my theme for the month. And I just want to share why I personally needed to give myself that month, what it's meant for my time and my energy management. And I'm going to give you three things that you can pull away to do for yourself to do kind of a quicker version of what has taken me all month to do. And then of course, because I don't want to leave you hanging, I'm going to let you in on what is coming up for the show for the summer. All right. So at the beginning of this year, 2021, we're in, it's hard to remember sometimes, I wrote down in my journal that I wanted to pursue or at least consider pursuing in 2022 this course. I wanted to take a ghostwriting class and, you know, kind of delve a little bit into that world and see what it was all about. Well, wouldn't you know that on January 10th, I was presented with the opportunity to do this very thing, take a class that started on the 19th, it just kind of like popped into my world, and I was also offered from that class, in conjunction with the class, um, my first ghostwriting gig. And I was like over the moon, super excited. I happily said yes. And I attended like a good student every single week, taking notes and soaking up every single word of the course. 
So six weeks later, the class ends, and then we start the actual writing process of the book. And that was in March. It has been a very long process. As I'm recording this, the date is June 23rd, and the rough draft still isn't completely done yet. There's just been a lot of twists and turns uh, from what I'm gathering with this project. And so what I had originally mapped out being the first three months of year of my year have turned into the first six months of my year. Now, I had accommodated a lighter client load for myself and workload for the months that I thought that it was going to be going on, but I hadn't accommodated for the months that it kept going on. So I was a little busy, which is why I kept saying I didn't have any time. In addition to that, I was emerging from 2020 with like this great vision and clarity for my business, and I knew that I wanted to really focus on writing, and I wanted to totally shift. I I wanted people to stop associating me with doing social media. And as I did, um, clients just sort of naturally began to fall away on great terms. But nonetheless, it was like this sort of like slow peeling back and stripping down to the foundation of my business house. And it felt a little bit scary. Um, I also was going through a lot of like struggles with my own energy and I was getting headaches and just not really feeling that great all winter. And let's not forget to tack on my extreme fear of both options, getting vaccinated and not getting vaccinated. I didn't know if I was ready to leave Hermitville yet. So when the world was opening back up again, I was like starting to feel a little panicky and not really knowing where I wanted to go with that. There was a lot happening. Um, And there were a slew of other things too. But part of me just wanted to kind of like, I was feeling very overwhelmed. And I just sort of wanted to throw in the towel and call it quits. It didn't really feel like anything was mattering. It just felt like it was a lot. I was very, very tired, so to speak. So enter the month of June, I said to myself, okay, hold the phone, I need a real pause, like a reset here. I need to get a grip, sit down, get really clear on who I am, where I'm going, what kind of clients I want, what the hell I'm doing every day. And I don't want my business to feel so hard and difficult all the time. And I do not believe that it needs to. I don't believe that working hard needs to be miserable. And I have this conversation with a friend of mine a lot um, about how our husbands are really just kind of like so good at, you know, working hard even when they don't love what they're doing. And for us, it seems like we wanted to be unicorns and butterflies and rainbows every day, which we do, obviously. Um, But I also believe, you know, I, I believe that there needs to be some sort of balance. But I also think that you should love the work that you do. If at all possible right now in the situation that you're in. You need to first and foremost take care of yourself and your family. But if you can love your work, I think that's like, why not, you know? And so that's what I'm striving for in my business each and every day. If I'm, Especially if I'm creating my own business, why would I want to be doing something that I don't like doing? It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'd, I'll go get a job doing some, something I don't like doing. <laughs> So that was kind of my mindset um, approaching the month of June. I was I was feeling a little burnt out and I will be honest with you and say that the beginning of this reset process, it was not very pretty. What basically ended up happening was that I was having these feelings of seeking clarity and not finding it. I was waiting for this passion and this vision to come back and it wasn't happening. And I was like struggling with what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Is any of this even worth it? It was kind of like overthinking your way to being miserable. So 
let's go there for a minute. Let's go to when we are kind of sitting around waiting for passion and vision and clarity to strike. Sometimes I think that there are big, big, there are waiting periods of getting that big picture clarity, right? The big picture passion, the big picture vision. But in the meantime, in the day to day, there's not much sense in us going through every single day, kind of like waiting for lightning to strike and make us feel excited. It just doesn't really work like that. There are a lot of practices that I put in place and a lot of practices that you can put in place that are habits that can help you to feel really excited about what you're doing or get you the momentum you need to get started. But I don't think that if we just sit around and wait every single day for passion to strike before we start working, we're going to get very much done or feel very passionate because then we're just going to be sitting on the couch feeling bad about ourselves. So this is sort of how I quote unquote found my passion. I made my month extremely simple. Like I planned my days simple. I planned my month simple. I said no to things that just felt like complicated and icky. And I also said no to some new opportunities. Um, I was quiet every single day for a little bit and journaled on my thoughts and feelings. And I here's what you're not going to want to hear. I sat down and I did the work, right? I didn't sit around waiting for it, even when I wasn't feeling it or I didn't know what I wanted to do. And that was the all-encompassing feeling. It's very frustrating. It feels like you're going through this dark tunnel, but you just have to keep showing up every day and doing it. You just have to keep taking a step into the dark tunnel and know that there is a light on the other side. And as I started to realize You know, as I started to just do the daily work, I started to realize what things actually lit me up and I could focus in more on those things. And I would start journaling and taking note of those. And as I did that, those are the things that I kept being more and more a part of my day because it just increased the passion and the motivation that I felt. It's like when you sit down and you don't feel motivated, but then you just do like two or three little tasks on your plate, suddenly you feel so extremely motivated. My husband and I were watching a concert recently of one of his favorite artists, and Jason remarked, I wonder what it would be like to have that skill. I bet you would just be like singing and playing banjo all day. And I was like, hmm, I wonder about that too, because I think being a musician and a singer might be more like how like writers and artists and creatives and entrepreneurs are. We love doing the work, yes, but it actually can feel like pulling your teeth pulling, well, if you pull your own teeth, that's painful too, but pulling teeth to get yourself actually sitting down and practicing your craft. You know, even when there is passion behind that big picture of what you do, you still have to give yourself daily reminders and habits and bells and whistles to get your actual butt in the seat to do the thing, to feel the passion and the motivation. Just because you're big picture passionate about it doesn't mean that it's a piece of cake and it's certainly not unicorns and daisies every day to execute on. I also think that sometimes we think that we believe we need to be passionate about just one thing and one thing only. But the truth is, you know, our passion can change and it's okay if your passion changes. It's okay if you want to pivot or change your mind or you liked something last week and now you don't like it. There are definitely people that are like changing their business model every single week and I don't necessarily think that's the best way to go because you have to really stick with something to see if it sticks and works. But there's nothing wrong with changing changing your mind about what you want to do and going into a different direction. 
you know, like a lot of us, I think I thought that your passion was something you decide in high school and then that's that, you know, choose your major when you're 18 years old and half your brain cells aren't even there yet and you are good to go. Um, Well, I was really frustrated when I went to college because I did pick a major of something that I was interested in and passionate about. And then when I started to get out there and look for jobs in that field, all of the things that I was landing were just like front desk jobs at chiropractor's offices with my new fancy health education degree. And I definitely didn't feel passionate about that, you know. Um, But through that, I just kept trying different things and I followed different paths and to see for myself what this little thing called passion was. So just a really quick synopsis of the journey. Um, I started this service where I cooked for people in their homes and I prepped all of their healthy meals for the week. And I would even like sell vegetable juices at the farmer's market in town. And I dabbled in health coaching before it was like an actual thing. All of these pieces and parts were all just like these efforts to, you know, find my passion, find what I'm good at. And then my husband and I ended up opening our own retail shop in 2014. At the time, my passion was simply to have my own business. And to me, it didn't matter what the business was, but I had that health education background and we opened a non-toxic bedding and mattress store, which really aligned with that quote unquote, there the word is again, passion for health. So I was like killing two passions with one stone, right? Well, guess what? I didn't enjoy that very much either. Um, Owning the shop was lonely and I, I wasn't passionate about mattresses, you know. When we closed the store, I realized that, okay, now is the time to find my passion. So I got my real estate license because certainly I'm passionate about real estate. I'm passionate about money. Um, So I talked to some financial advising firms because that seemed like a viable job and wanted to see what it looked like to do that. And I also started to applying to jobs as an executive assistant because I just couldn't figure out what my passion was. Because I think I quite literally thought it was just like this one thing that you're supposed to be honing in on and doing. I thought there was this exclusive passion that you were supposed to find and then like pursue it doggedly. So this is what I see a lot of people doing when it comes to their passions. We sort of sit around and either wait for it to arrive, like it's going to magically implant itself, or we doggedly try to find it and search and search and search every single place that we can and move to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Meanwhile, missing so much of what's happening around us in those everyday moments. But I don't think it's really a feeling. It's not like this outside force. It's actually something that we can create in in ourselves. And it's a little bit misunderstood, I think. So when I look back, I see these places that passion had been there all along. You know, it was in the doing of all that stuff that lit me up. And then sometimes it was not in the things that I would start moving away from. I had a passion for learning. I had a passion for educating and helping others give resources. I had a passion for writing, for bringing people together. They were all strands and they were part of every single thing that I had been doing all along. I just didn't realize it. You know, it's funny. I started thinking 
recently about how everything that I'm doing right now sort of happened on accident. I didn't know that I was passionate about this work until I started doing it. I started my organization, She Built This, to bring women together because, quite frankly, I was bored being an entrepreneur with no friends. I started content writing because I had tried structuring my business in like three other ways that just drained me and sucked me dry. And then I was like, oh, what I really like to do is write. I've been doing this all along. I started my podcast because I was on a couple of radio shows in my 20s and it was fun and I just wanted to try it out. So I think that in waiting for our passion, when I was waiting for my passion my entire life, I've done a lot of waiting. Um... I had missed the point entirely that it's actually in the doing. It's in these tiny little moments of doing each and every day. It's in these messy, weird, all over the place steps and missteps that we wake up one day and we find out, oh my gosh, I am so passionate about what I'm doing. So, you know, I hear a lot of people say, what do you want? What do you really want to be doing more than anything in the world? And a lot of coaches ask this and people try to really hone in on that. Some days my answer is exactly what I'm doing right now. Some days my answer is anything but I'm doing what, what I'm doing right now. Does that mean it is or is not my passion? I don't believe so. So with all of these kind of big picture things in mind, this is why I chose to do a reset in June. I knew I had some really big decisions and I wanted to stop this constant feeling like there was some sort of answer outside of me that I had to discover or some sort of clarity that was going to befall me. And I just wanted to take those next steps as I sat with the question, you know, what do you really want? What's your big dream? So I would go to sleep at night asking myself like, what do I desire? What do I want? I asked my friends what they saw in me. What should I be doing? What are my gifts? Um, I had all but talked my poor husband's ear off. And all I know is that through this month, I'm done waiting to find the answer to this question. I'm done waiting to find my passion and for clarity on things to fall from the sky. I don't want to miss an opportunity just because it doesn't fall into this box of what I think I'm passionate about, right? So when I made that decision, like the moment I made that decision, the moment I gave up this vice-like grip on having to have all these answers about the next step right now, it's like the heavens have opened up and given me a lot of opportunities in various ways to do work that I love, if you can believe all of that. So as more and more kind of comes my way and some of it is great and some of it is stuff I'm not, you know, I'm not aligned with and I just don't want to do, but I will be taking one step after another in the direction of the things that bring me joy. And that I believe is how we can kind of like rekindle the fire of passion inside of us. So now my actual three reset activities for the month just so that you can use them too and you can do them in way less time than a month Um, and I encourage you to do them for the month ahead because it's really good preparation for what is coming Um, so I took a look at everything that I was committed to and everyone clients and just all my obligations from personal to everything in my business basically like a 
great big dump of everything I had going on. And I did my very best to actually wipe the slate clean. So get rid of some things that just were not serving me or making good revenue sense for my business, pulling back on the things I was saying yes to, my duties, my obligations, and just clearing up a little bit of space. Number two, I did a time audit, and this was actually recommended by Jody Gallant in our VIP workshop this past month. She spelled out this awesome method of time auditing and then breaking it down into categories so you truly can spe- see how you spend your time, like each and every minute of your day. So I actually started Monday of this week, and today will be my third day. Um, I'm taking it a step further, and in addition to categorizing what the time is spent on, that's what she recommends, I'm also going to be looking at the difference of things that I like and things that I don't like, and here is the crazy thing about that. So much of what I think that I don't like, like I would have told you, oh, I don't like that, but when I really sit down and do it, it it's it's not really that detestable. And so I think a lot of what we think we like and think we don't like comes down to our perception. And there it is again with that passion. You know, like sometimes you might feel like, oh, I'm not passionate about that. But once you sit down and start doing it, it's actually very fun. <laughs> um, and there are definitely tasks I don't love, but there are almost zero tasks that I truly detest. And when I do, I discover if I go a layer deeper, it's not actually even the task. It's like glitches or snags that occur with the task. So for example, I say that I really don't like scheduling to social media. It's not part of my job usually, and I don't find it very thrilling. But the reason I really don't like it is just because it's full of snags. In and of itself, it's not a bad task at all. You know what I mean? (laughs) This weekend, this past weekend, I was hauling wood with my husband. And prior to this endeavor, I would have told you, oh, I hate picking up heavy things. But actually, it turned out to be very, very fun. And it's interesting. I would have said that I hated stacking wood, dealing with wood. Like, I don't want anything to do with that. But it it was very fun. And it's interesting that if you look at your day like that and you break it down into these micro moments, these granular moments, because sometimes the days that we dread, for example, Monday, when you really break it down, it turns out that those micro tasks and moments of the day are actually not so bad. And it's just our perception of the day itself that gets sticky and doesn't feel good. So that was kind of another component of my reset is just constantly resetting, like constant going back to the present moment whenever possible. And number three, lastly, I also did an emotional audit. And this is this is kind of fun, but it's also a little um, eye-opening. So each night after journaling, I sit down and I give the day like a one to 10 based on how I felt emotionally throughout the day. I will be honest with you, in May, my emotions were dwindling down to like lots of five and six days. I was just sort of on autopilot, not paying attention to actively what I was doing and how I was doing. And I was just focusing on these feelings of being unclear. I was focusing on what not knowing what to do next and trying to figure out this, that, and the other thing down the road. So simply by way of shifting my focus a little bit more this month and realizing, okay, no moment is inherently that awful, like unless you're being like 
jabbed with a cattle prod by Aunt Lydia in Handmaid's Tale. And I'm talking about just us as entrepreneurs on a day-to-day basis. Most of our moments are not that terrible. And so if you kind of shrink down your day into focusing on the moments and going back to resetting, you'll find that actually your day is quite lovely. Um, So anyway, I know this episode was a little bit all over the place, but I have been wanting to share with you this theme about resetting and also just a little bit about what's been happening behind the scenes over here, why I haven't had many guests on lately, and how I was feeling. I I was feeling very bombarded with guests and it was honestly starting to feel like another meeting or chore and I do not want my podcast to feel like that. It is one of the most enjoyable pieces of my business, one of my favorite, favorite things to do. So I said, okay, I'm going to take a month off from having guests. Now that said, I do want to paint a picture for you of next week and also July because I I promise you, it's not just going to be me rambling on for the next two months. Don't worry. I probably would eventually run out of things to say. I know it would take a while, but I do think it would happen. So next week is my 100th episode. And I've had this podcast for two years, July 23rd. And I am just, I'm going to be about um, at a podcast a week, which is very exciting. And that was a goal of mine. That's been a the, the whole podcast experience has been a really big journey in and of itself, especially as I've navigated different co-hosts and what kind of guests I want, what I really want to focus on and setting themes. I haven't ever, you know, it took me a really long time to actually like set themes for my month. So all of that has been learning along the way. But guess who is joining me? on my 100th episode. He's also my number one listener. He's listened to every episode, even the ones that we didn't air for various reasons. He's gotten to hear all the bloopers. Here by popular demand, my husband Jason will be joining us next week on the podcast. And we're going to talk about being entrepreneurs together, being entrepreneurs separately. Maybe we'll share our sappy little love story And you're definitely going to hear some of our deepest, darkest secrets. But I'll just say mine right now. My deepest, darkest secret is that I use way too much toothpaste. (laughs) Uh, Not a joke. Um, Okay, it's going to be very fun. If you have questions you want us to answer, Red Rover, Red Rover, send them over. You know where to find me. And then in July, it's all about Y-O-U, you. Brand you is what I'm kind of like focusing on in the month of July in the VIP group, in the podcast, in my own content. I want to have some fun with you and pull out some of those stories and elements in your business and your personality that make you unique. So we're going to be focusing on the different types of stories that you have, your message, your vision, your own scaling and growth and more. So stay tuned. It's going to be exciting. And I just want to thank you so much as always for listening today and joining me on this journey. You are literally helping me build this. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.